0: Welcome to our Rolling Hills Community Church Sermon Podcast. I'm Laura Chapman, and I'm the Care and Connections Pastor here at Rolling Hills. Throughout this season, we've been learning about the lesser known stories of Christmas, the stories of many individuals who played a role in the Christmas story. Each character in the story had a key part in the coming of Christ, and it all leads up to today, the advent, the arrival of our promised Messiah, Today's message, like this Christmas season, is all about Jesus. He is the reason that we celebrate Christmas. He is the greatest gift of all. He's the fulfillment of the prophecies and the promises in Scripture. It's all about Him. So let's be reminded of that together today. We are so
1: glad that you're here. Well, Merry Christmas again to each and every one of you. I hope that you, again, this season are just experiencing so much joy and so much peace because of Jesus Christ. And it's it's amazing that Christmas is here. I say this every year. and Maybe you do as well, where you're like, Christmas is here again. And I know it comes on the same day every year, but it always sneaks up on me. But nonetheless, I'm so thankful for this amazing season. Now, as Christmas is up on us, I have realized that Christmas is a season of the year, that we begin to see some of your different character traits and your personality traits coming out. Okay. In fact, if I just kind of start asking around, I begin to realize that we all Christmas in a lot of different ways. Let me give you a few examples. When it comes to how we go about opening gifts, there's one camp of you that makes literally everybody in the room stop to watch everybody open each individual (laughs) gift. I mean, 25 people go on hold so that we can watch Uncle Roger open his Pepperidge Farm, you know, summer sausage Uh gift set. And then there's category two, which is just a free-for-all. I mean, gifts are just being opened very frantically, and the toys are open before mom even has a chance to see, do we already have that toy before we open it up? I mean, socks are being thrown through the room. It's just like, you get a pair of socks, you get a pair of socks. I mean, it is just a free-for-all. When it comes to gifts, speaking of gifts, there's one camp of you that you do not need to worry about Black Friday Christmas shopping because, you know, you had all of your gifts purchased back during tax-free weekend in August. You know, you took advantage of that and you've stored your gifts away. And then there's those of you that have yet to purchase any gifts, and you're going to be headed to Walmart after I dismiss you here in a little bit, hoping that you can find some things that have not been completely picked over just quite yet because it's not something that you do a lot of advanced planning for. Now to this next one, I actually want a show of hands because I don't know everybody in the room, and I like to always know who I'm speaking to. So this next one, where are the people in the room that are okay opening a gift on Christmas Eve versus we have to wait till Christmas? So where's everybody that it's okay to open a gift on Christmas Eve? Okay, a few of you guys. Now, everybody else that's right, that likes to just open a gift on Christmas Day, where are you guys? Yeah, all the people who get it right. Thank you uh, for being in my camp with that one. Uh, So I could go on and on and on. I mean, there's those of you that create Amazon wish list versus I like to be surprised about the gift I get. There's some of you that think cash is kind of like the cop out for a gift. I mean, when's the last time you put cold hard cash in someone's hand and they complained about that? So, I mean, I think it's one of the best gifts ever that you could give to someone. You know, Christmas reminds us that we go about things differently, that we have different traditions that we celebrate in a wide spectrum of ways, and we buy gifts for lots of different reasons, and we have different budgets, and we have different rules, and different people that we actually buy things for. And I could go on and on and on, and you're going to be reminded that we're not always on the same page about everything, because... Sometimes the things that we do, they're tradition or it's just the way that it's always been in your household. But today I want to take us back to that first Christmas. And when you go back to the first Christmas, you see what we all have in common and you see where all those traditions really stem from. Because when we go back to the first Christmas, what makes this such a special time of the year actually has very little to do with the gifts that I get or the gifts that I give. What truly makes this such an incredible time of year has everything to do not with my outward celebration, but inwardly as I reflect upon the gift that God has given us and that God has given to you and that God has given to me in the person of Jesus Christ. So today I seek to answer this question for you. And that question is, what truly makes this the most wonderful time of the year? We say that phrase all the time around Christmas, the most wonderful time of the year. We sing that song. But what truly makes this the most wonderful time of the year? And to answer that question, to unearth the answer to that question, you have to go deeper than a Hallmark Christmas movie which doesn't take much. I mean, let's just be honest. They all have the same storyline. There's some executive in New York City that decides to leave big city life to take over the family inn in the mountains in Connecticut. You know, it's just the same storyline over and over. But you love them because the storyline is same. We got to go a little bit deeper than that. We got to go a little bit deeper than the gift-giving strategies of how much do I spend and who do I get a gift for. In fact, you have to go a little bit deeper into the kind of understanding of Christmas to really get what Christmas is all about because for some of us Christmas is not the most wonderful time of the year. It's a really painful time of the year. It's a very difficult time of the year. It's not a joy-filled time of the year maybe because of loss or you lost someone this year and so it's the first Christmas without them and there's grief that's connected to that and you kind of get a little bit, ang- you know, anxiety produced whenever I say that this is the most wonderful time of the year and if that is you, If that's where you are, you have to even look a little bit deeper to say what truly makes this the most wonderful time of the year. Because what makes it the most wonderful time of the year is what the writers of Scripture recorded for us when they showed us what happened when love came down in this person of Jesus Christ. And so I want to tell you a little bit more about that gift today. And so what I'm going to be doing is reading from the Bible in the book of Matthew. In Matthew chapter one, it's the first book in the New Testament. You're going to see these words up here on the screen. And I encourage you to follow along if you have a mobile app and you want to hop along and follow along with us. Matthew chapter one, verses 18 through 25. And I want you to listen. For all the reasons for joy that jump out for you in this passage, starting in verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. So when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Now, you've probably heard this story before. At the story, there's a few really significant characters. One of them is named Mary, and she's a young girl, and she's engaged to be married to Joseph. And she is pregnant through the Holy Spirit, and she's carrying the Son of God, who was fully God and fully man. And then there's your Man, Joseph, who was a carpenter, and let's just be real, his mind has been very much blown by this whole scenario that he is now in. In some of the other biblical accounts, you see shepherds who are watching their sheep by night, and they were out in the fields, and they go to see this thing that has happened. In some of the other accounts, there's the wise men, the magi, who come and bring gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh to the Christ child. There's the innkeeper. There's the shepherds. There's the, the sheep, the, the donkeys, the cows. But the most important figure in the story and the one who wants to be the most important figure in our life is the key character, Jesus. He's not a supporting cast member. He is the main character of the story. It's who this Christmas story is all about, the gift that God gave to us, Emmanuel, which literally means God with us. That's the meaning of Jesus' name, God with us. Jesus' name has a meaning just like your name has a meaning. Maybe you love your name, maybe you hate your name, you might have a family name that has been passed down from generation to generation, or maybe your name is the same as your grandmother's name, and it has meaning for you. But all of our names, even though that they have great meaning, none of them are as significant as the name that Jesus was given by God, that he is fully God, God with us. And it was made really clear through prophecy, which is just a really fancy way of saying that before this actually happened, God had made it clear to men and women what was going to happen. And he had told them a virgin is going to give birth to a child. He will be the son of God and his name will be Emmanuel, God with us. And so this is God coming to us through Jesus Christ. And this is literally the best gift of all. Now, I love to get gifts. I mean, who doesn't? Let's just be honest. But I also love to give gifts. I think I enjoy giving gifts a little bit more than I enjoy getting them. My wife and I go through this every year. Every year leading up to Christmas, we say, let's don't get anything for each other this year. Let's just let our presents be present enough. And what do we do every year? End up buying things for each other. And, of course, that's what we've done this year. Or that's the plan that I was operating under uh, this year. So I'll let you know how that, how that um that goes, but the most basic thing you need to have to understand about gifts, it's gift giving 101, if you will, is that I have to go buy the gift. I have to go pick it out. I have to pay for it. I have to choose the color. I have to pick the brand. I have to put it in the gift bag. All of those things. If I want to receive a gift, if I'm on the receiving end of a gift, it necessitates that I'm worthy of receiving that gift for whatever reason. Because when's the last time a perfect stranger just came and gave you a gift? You know, you have to be in a relationship with someone usually to give them a gift. I've never had anybody stop by my door, knock on the door and be like, we've never met before, but here's here's, a, a new iPhone for you. You know, that's never happened because there's no relationship there. That's why this gift of Jesus is so unique and so special and so hard for some of us to fathom. Why? Because we do nothing to earn the gift of Jesus. We do nothing to earn the gift of Jesus. It doesn't matter how good we are. It doesn't matter how bad we have been. We do nothing to earn the gift of Jesus. Go back to verse 21. Joseph uh, says, or she will give birth to his sons, while the angel says, and you're to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now, right before this, we're told that Joseph was afraid. Uh Uh-huh, of course. Joseph is afraid, and the angel of the Lord says, you don't need to be afraid, Joseph, because this child was sent by God to save people from their sins. And what is sin? Sin is anything that separates us from God, and all of us are sinners. And yet, because we are sinners, we were in need of a Savior, and that's why God sent His Son, Jesus. And He was born as a baby, and He lived about 30 sinless years here as a human. And at the end of His human life, His earthly life, He was crucified. And three days later, he resurrected from the dead to remind us that he can conquer everything in our life. That's the amazing story of Easter, that he conquered death. And so because of that, he can conquer anything in my life. But Jesus did that for you. And Jesus did that for me when we were in a very helpless, broken state. We were not in a a deserving state of what he has done. It's why Romans 5.8 is one of my favorite verses of scripture. But God demonstrated his own love for us in this while we were still sinners, highlight that word, Christ died for us. Why should we deserve such a great gift? Why should I be on the deserving end of this gift? See, I can't ever deserve the gift that God gave me through Jesus. Imagine, if you will, that I told you that you had to go out tonight and you had to buy a gift for everybody who has hurt you. Everybody who has let you down, everybody who has dropped the ball at some point in their life, everybody who has frustrated you, the people that you are still carrying pain from based on the way that they've treated you or something that they've done to you, you have to go buy a gift for that person and take it to their house tonight. We are in a very uncomfortable exercise all of a sudden, aren't we? Why? Because all of those people that are running through your head right now are people that you don't think are deserving of those gifts because of something that they have done or some way that they have hurt you. Enter Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. See, God sent his son, and we didn't deserve it. We deserved death because the world would not fully accept him. In fact, the world cursed him, the world crucified him, the world hung him up on a cross. But he came to us when we were broken and when we were incapable of doing anything to deserve that gift. Why would he do that? He did that because he loves us. What makes this truly the most wonderful time of the year is because God loves us. And He sent His Son. Love came down. So that gift of Jesus is a gift of love. It's what Christmas is about, a gift of love. John 3, 16 and 17 says, "...for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world." to save the world through him. See, it's God loving you that served as a catalyst for Jesus to come to this earth. It's God loving you that brought you such a great gift. It is God loving you so that you wouldn't have to be alone or you wouldn't have to be worried or you won't have to have anxiety or you don't have to be fearful of all of these things in the world. And see, God desires for you to understand that this gift came to you in love. The greatest gift is the gift of Jesus, a gift of love. Some of you may have a bad taste in your mouth about Jesus. Or maybe you have a bad taste in your mouth when you hear what I'm talking about and you say, yeah, I don't really have I don't really feel very loved. Or you say that the church is supposed to be loving or that Jesus is so loving or that the followers of Jesus are supposed to be really, really loving. But that's never been my experience because when I think about all those things instead of love, I see hypocrisy. Or I see people who what they say and what they do doesn't match up. And so, therefore, I'm not sure that I want any part of that. And if that is your story, let me be the first to say I'm really sorry that that has happened to you. I am so sorry that you have seen people who said Jesus is important to them, but they haven't actually lived like Jesus is important to them. And know that they may have not been an adequate reflection of who Jesus is. But Jesus, at his core, loves you more than you can ever know. And more than you can ever imagine he wants you to experience that love and to go share that love with others now there's another group of you that you may not have fully experienced what it is that jesus desires to do for you because maybe just by association you're kind of okay with jesus you know you're raised in church your grandparents were christians your parents were christians i mean you were raised in alabama and for goodness sakes everybody in alabama is a christian right Or I've been in Tennessee all my life, and there's a a church on every street corner, so I guess I'm okay when it comes to the things of God. But the reality is just because my zip code is 37135 makes me no closer to Jesus than anybody with another zip code. It's all about that transformation that God wants to do in my heart through Jesus Christ. And so if you've yet to experience that transformation, I pray that you would realize tonight that God loves you. And that he wants to set the agenda for your life. God sent his son because he loves you. And you can do absolutely nothing to earn this. Now, I know that this has never happened to any of you. But let's just say, for example, that you get pulled over for speeding. Which I know no one has never happened to anybody in this room. But let's just say, if you can kind of get there in your mind, let's just say, for example, there's a posted speed limit, 35 miles per hour, and you're driving 50 through that speed, through that zone. You're speeding. And in, those, in that moment, a couple things are going to happen. You're, you may get a ticket for speeding, or you may be a smooth talker. And you're able to, you know, get out of said ticket. The reality is, though, whatever happens is kind of secondary to the primary. And what the primary is, is that there was a rule that you broke. And because you broke the rule, you're really deserving of the punishment that you receive. Or how about those dreaded late fees? You, know, you forget to pay something on time, or there's that one bill in our house, that one bill that we have not automatically paying itself, and that's always the one that, you know, I forget three days later to pay, and then I open up the account, and there's a $39.99 late fee. And what do you do? You pick up the phone, and you start trying to woo the person on the other <laughs> end of the phone of saying, you know, this has never happened before. And she's like, sir, this happens every month. Uh, you know, please show me mercy, um, in that moment. And whether or not you're able to get out of the late fee or not, it doesn't really minimize the fact that at the core, there was a deadline and you missed it. And so what are you actually deserving of? You're deserving of the late fee. See, because I'm a sinner separated from God, I deserve death. But God said, I want to make a way. I want to make a way to give you what you do not deserve. You're clearly in the wrong. You've always been wrong. You're going to be wrong about something in the future, but I have sent Jesus to save you so that you do not have to wonder anymore, will everything be okay? I don't have to wonder about, does my good outweigh my bad? I don't have to wonder, will God show me a way for my life to be made whole? Will God... show me that I can talk my way out of this so that I can rationalize my way out of this. I don't have to try to do that. Rather, God gave his son as a baby so that you and I would not perish, but that we would have eternal life. And that gift of Jesus that we've been given is the gift of highest value. The gift of Jesus is a gift of highest value. I'm so thrilled about opening gifts on Christmas morning only. I'm thrilled about that. In fact, I can't wait to see the looks on my kids' faces. I can't wait to realize here in a couple hours that they're sure I'm something that I forgot to buy batteries for. And so I'm going to be all over Middle Tennessee tonight, maybe knocking on your door, trying to find some C batteries or whatever the case might be. But lest we forget, the fact of the matter is, every gift that we will give or receive this season, it eventually will cease to be valuable. Some of the most prized possessions that you may be excited about opening over the next few hours unfortunately, are going to end up in a yard sale at some point, probably. Or they're going to end up donated to somebody else. What truly makes the gift of Jesus, though, so remarkable is that we didn't deserve it. We can't earn it. Jesus found me in my absolute darkest hour, and he provides me hope like no one else ever has. God searches for me, and God searches for you, and he asks us to follow him. And to give of ourselves fully and completely to Him, trusting that He has a plan for us at all times and in all seasons. And so if it's been a while since someone has told you this, or maybe it's been a really long time since somebody has told you this, Jesus is for you. God loves you. He has an incredible plan for your life. That's why He sent His Son, Jesus. And that amazing gift, the gift of love, is truly what makes this the most wonderful time Of the year. I hope you experience that love and that joy this season. Merry Christmas to you. Lord, thank you for who you are. And thank you, God, for meeting us here today. We're so grateful for your presence in this place. We're thankful that you sent your Son Jesus to give us life and to give us hope and to give us peace when we didn't deserve it, when we couldn't earn it, when we could do nothing to make ourselves right. So thank you, God, for sending your Son, a light into this world, a light into the darkness. And we pray that we would live lives that are honoring to you, God, that glorify you, God, that bring you peace, that the peace of Christ would reign in our hearts. And I pray that even in this moment, God, that we would seek to not only experience that light, but to share that hope and that gift with those that we come in contact with this very day. So we thank you, God, for who you are. And it's in the powerful name of Jesus Christ that we pray and ask all of these things. Amen and amen.
0: Thanks for listening to our Rolling Hills Sermon Podcast, part of the Rolling Hills Podcast Network, where you can find great podcasts like Making History Parenting, Men's Leadership Network, RH Women's As You Go, and more. If you want to learn more about what's going on in the life of Rolling Hills, download our Rolling Hills app or visit our website at rollinghills.church. From there, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook to stay up to date on what's happening and ways you can connect. We're thankful for you.